y'all, hey, it's Shanice. It's Michaela. And you are listening to the Straight Like That podcast, the faith-based podcast where we talk about Jesus Christ and beatitude. <laughs> I feel like sending that to <laughs> Okay. We need to rejoice him before this episode. Yes, we definitely need to. Um, and Lord, I just pray that you just give us the words to say and help us to speak on this topic because this one is a hard hitter, you know? This one, I feel like it's not going to make very many people happy, but we're here to tell y'all the truth, and it is out of love, and it is out of generosity, and although we still want to be gentle, we need to tell y'all the hard truth, and why the things that we will be talking about um, need to get left in the past. Out of love. <laughs> so, um, do you want to say what the song is going to be about? today is um it's going to be about all the new age practices and stuff like that basically that have just became like normalized and all that stuff like that like the thing that our generation looks at as cool or trendy or just like um the new practices that everybody's doing basically i just feel like it's all about everybody trying to find themselves and find identity and stuff like that but i just think that and I don't even want to keep saying I just think because in all actuality and just based off of facts and stuff, it's just, it's not the best way to be going about finding your identity. And there is no correct way, you know, to find your identity because everybody finds it in different ways to get to that focal point. But um, the way that you go about it definitely affects the process and stuff like that. So we're basically just going to be talking about the foundations of these practices and where they actually come from, what they actually do, how they've affected us even when we were dibbling and dabbling in it and basically personal testimonies and just all of that stuff like that. So um, basically just how they contradict literally everything that God tells us that we are and um, God gives his loving hand and his grace and mercy for and we just kind of, you know, go against it. So just today we're going to be out of a place of love, just offering encouragement, facts, and, you know, just for anybody that needs it or just to help somebody along their walk. So basically that's what we'll be getting into. So I'm going to pass it back to these <laughs> for the um, foundation. So, um, of course, as many may know, a lot of the practices that we'll be discussing are defined as, quote unquote, new age spirituality, or sometimes even referred to as new age Christianity. So, like Kayla said, I'm going to be going over like the foundations of some of these things. Um, And a lot of these practices and beliefs are fairly new, like they have not been around for a super long time, some of these at least. So, yeah. Um, the foundation of this new age spirituality or Christianity became popularized in Western culture around the 1970s. And the belief, the main belief anyways, is that God is not actually God the Father, but that we are ourselves gods. And this is false. It says it in the Bible. Um, it says in Ezekiel 28:2, son of man, say to the ruler of Tyre, This is what the sovereign Lord says. In the pride of your heart, you say, I am a God. I sit on the throne of a God in the heart of the seas, but you are a mere mortal and not a God. Though you think you are as wise as a God. 
So already this um unsystematic <laughs> belief, and I'll say why it's unsystematic in a second, um, pretty much likes to tell everybody and deceive people into thinking that we are gods ourselves, that there is no God above us. Or um, it also gets into how there can also be a God, but that God is not um, a being. He is not himself, but that he is energy or a vibration, lights and sounds, consciousness. All of these girl, <laughs> elemental things rather than his own actual being. Excuse me. So um, many of the practices that are that are parallel to their beliefs include astrology, psychics, the presence of energies and physical objects like crystals and other things belonging to nature, um, beliefs in reincarnation, meditations that are unbiblical, <laughs> and self-manifestations, yoga, etc., which we will be getting into after we share our personal testimonies <laughs> on how we used to be inside of those, how we used to conduct those practices. So if y'all thought like we shouldn't be speaking on this stuff, we used to be into this stuff. So. Or like we just unexperienced or going off of like yeah. research, like, nah, we... We used to be in this stuff, so... Yeah. And going back to the structure of this type of belief, this new age Christianity or spirituality... As I was doing more research outside of my own experience, I found that this type of belief system, it is very, very unorganized. And anything that anybody says goes. Anything that anybody wants to believe, believe it. It's whatever you want it to be. Um, and ultimately, there's one way, one truth, one life, and that is through Jesus Christ. Um, and God saved us from that deception also. So... Now we're going to go ahead and go into our personal testimonies, and Kayla's going to go ahead and start off with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, this is more so speaking off of our personal experience. We're going to get into the research and like the facts later, but we're going to be starting off with basically what we used to do and how it affected us, our conviction and all that stuff like that. So, um... We're going to give y'all enough, just not going into, like, you know, too much detail. You detail. know, we're going to yeah. more so focus on the statements and the overall point. So, one thing, personally, that I used to um, do is, I don't know if anybody is familiar with them, but they're called subliminals. And nowadays, that's kind of known as, like, frequencies or, like... Um, it can be re related to like hypnosis and all that stuff like that, which we'll touch on later. But um, it's basically just like you listening to something and it changing the way that you think. It's not an encouraging, it's not an inspirational video, it's not a sermon, it's not a um, something that, you know, it's just not encouraging. It's more so of a just changing your mind. Like it's changing how you think, changing how you act, changing how you look at things and all that stuff like that and um it just it really alters you and it brings you to a different state of mind uh me personally i used to always put these on and basically the subliminals they can they make you think one thing they can make you think that something is changing or anything like that and it could be something different that you're going through in life so um I used to th listen to them and I used to think they was like completely harmful. Like I would listen to them while I'm asleep. And let me just say y'all, listening to certain stuff while you are asleep is probably the worst thing to do because 
your dreams and all of that stuff like that like it can you can wake up and it can change literally your whole day or just like get in get into you and just really mess some things up y'all so let me one thing like listening to maybe like quiet noises or something like that if you are a person that you know want to listen to stuff but you just got to be very careful because it can mess with your dreams and all of that stuff like that so I noticed when I was listening to them there was always a distorted image at the end of the video and I thought it was just like a cool picture or whatever like that but these distorted images were really representing something that I had no clue of and back then like I wasn't really I'm just like overall I wasn't a Christian I didn't look forward to becoming a Christian I just was going off of the whole YOLO mindset so subliminals was like my go-to it was like I'm gonna go listen to that if I want this I'm gonna go listen to this if I want to feel like this or do this or listen to that and I never really realized it but it made me as a kid be a little bit more paranoid and I was always interested and y'all let me just say it was like back then like I, I should have been a goth or something like that cause, <laughs> but just like it made me paranoid I was always frightful my dreams I was having nightmares like every night and I didn't really realize where it was coming from I thought it was just like you know something that kids have you know everybody got the made up boogeyman that's in your dreams or boogeyman that you think underneath the bed while you sleeping or something <laughs> but it just now that I'm looking back at it it was really like it was changing a lot about me and it wasn't changing anything in a good way but it was changing it in a bad way and me listening to those frequencies thinking that it was like oh if i listen to this like you know i'm gonna be more heightened in awareness or anything like that and it's really like no girl you're, it's just that's that's not it's not how it goes um which i'll get into like the facts and all that stuff later on but then um Another thing that I practiced was astrology and basically everybody knows what that is because it's so common like your sign determines who you are as a person. It puts you in a box and it's like I'm a you know I don't really like pizza like I'm really picky on food so I'm such a like you know like I don't like being around people like I'm such a when in reality you're an introvert or you're recovering from yeah. past trauma or something like that. It's not because you're a certain sign okay you know so but I mean everybody that usually is like oh you know astrology is true nine times out of ten is contradicting who God has called you to be you know your your actual person because then it gets confusing it's like you're this and you're this one person possesses these characteristics but you possess the same characteristics and you're like but I'm not that sign I'm a different sign and it's just like it shouldn't even be a category. Like, if you act this way, you just act this way. If you don't act that way, you just don't act that way. It's not mm -hmm. you specifically, like... You have to fit in sort of You know, or that. being something yeah. like that. So, and, um, which I'll get into the facts about later and provide y'all with some um, scripture and just background and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, and then another thing that kind of dibbled and dabbled in was... Yoga. I know a lot of people um, look at yoga and be like, oh, it's just stretching. It's just releasing stress and all that stuff like that. But I think what people don't realize is when you're doing stuff or you're trying out new stuff, you really have to look at the facts. You have to know where it's come from. Do not do something because somebody even told you, oh, it's cool. Or you see somebody else doing it like what's currently going around the soft girl era or, you know, stuff like that. People are like, 
I'm in my soft girl era, so <laughs> let me go try just yoga or something. You know, just like just doing stuff because you think it's cool or fit the aesthetic or whatever like that. Just really make sure that y'all know because people don't, I didn't really understand the importance of it because I was just like, I'm just doing it. It's really not that big of a deal. I'm just stretching. But what people don't realize is you can stretch without going to a yoga class. You can stretch without doing yoga. You can like just go stretch. People stretch before they work out. Like you don't need to be in certain positions or anything like that to stretch. Like just stretch. Yeah. Okay. But, um, which we also going to get on to it <laughs> later. But um, I'm going to pass it back to Denise. That way she can tell y'all some of her oh. testimony with the different thing. Anyway. <laughs> and it begins. Okay, so, guys, I, am, I do have a testimony when it comes to all this new age stuff. Um, and I never thought I'd see the day where I was literally telling everybody about my new age testimony. So, although I never got super duper deep into the meanings behind everything that I'm going to talk about. Um, I was practicing it. So, yeah, I do have uh, some experience with a few of these different things. First, astrology, of course. I feel like almost everybody on the planet has dabbled into astrology at this point and zodiac signs. So, um, I used to believe that, like, a lot of people would tell me, oh, you don't act like that sign or you don't act like this. And... <laughs> Girl, I used to think like I was supposed to fit inside of this box that my zodiac sign was telling me I had to be when really that's not it at all. When Christ has called us to be who he has called us to be. And a lot of times these zodiac signs, they'll say, oh, well, yeah, you're you're loving and you're caring, but you're also jealous hearted. And sometimes you like to back you like to backstab people or you're pretty malicious or you're envious or whatever. Like, it'll try to put these good qualities with the bad qualities. And us, we are supposed to just accept that that's who we are because of the day we were born. <laughs> like, what? Make it make sense. Or the phases of the moon. That's what I'm saying. But we gonna get into that. <laughs> Anyways, whatever your zodiac sign is telling you that you are, that's what you're supposed to be. It's like people... Don't want people to put a label on their forehead, but you accepting the label that's put on your forehead. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, do you get what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, pretty much whatever your zodiac sign is telling you that you, that you are, a lot of people are just accepting it, and that's what you have to be. Um, kind of like what Kayla was saying earlier. Well, I'm jealous hearted because I'm a Taurus, or I'm jealous hearted because I'm a Leo. Girl, we are not called to be jealous hearted at all. When God has given us a certain set of, what am I trying to say? We have fruits of the spirit, okay? We have fruits of the spirit and fruits of the flesh. Jealousy is one of the fruits of the flesh that we are supposed to get rid of, you know, because it doesn't cause unity. It's not a character trait of love. Um, and we don't, anyways, I'm getting out of it. I'm getting out of my testimony. We don't talk about that later. But, um... <laughs> anyways, another one of the things I used to be into was Sage. Um, I knew some people in my life who did it. And I wasn't really into it at first. But I was like, you know what? I'll try it. So I had got into Sage, y'all. Sage is idolatry. It stinks. But... I Man, your fire play. alarm going off. <laughs> you smoking up your house for what? <laughs> 
anyways, <laughs> I used to put my faith and trust in sage. I would believe that it would be cleansing my house from the negative energies or whatever. Really, you're trying to get rid of them demons. And that's something that can only be done with the name of Jesus Christ. And you're the biggest demon in the household. Y'all, okay, so sage. Yes, I used to be into sage. And that's something that we're going to be talking about, how it kind of ties into our idolatry and depending on other things except for God, for your protection and, and for cleansing and for purity and stuff like that. So, yeah, sage was definitely one of the things I used to dabble in. Um, another thing, this is one of the biggest ones, was unbiblical meditations. A lot of people are unaware that there are different types of meditations. There are biblical meditations, unbiblical, and there are also subcategories into different types of meditations. What I used to do is I used to play videos, um, YouTube videos, and the kind where they would be telling you, oh, think about this. Think about going up a hill with all these flowers and all the, all the mountains and just begin to talk to your spirit guides ask them questions and stuff like that y'all there's no such thing as spirit guides there is god the father jesus christ the holy spirit and there's demons that's it like if you're gonna go out here and talk to something in the spirit realm you're either gonna end up talking to god or you're going to end up talking to the devil. Like, there's no in-between. There's no spirit guides that's guiding you through your life. Those are demons. And people probably going to be like, this girl tripping shit crazy. No, I'm for real. We used to we used to do this stuff. <laughs> like, Speaking and God saved us from it. That's my testimony. God saved us from it. He showed us the truth. And how wrong would I be for not telling y'all this stuff? But anyways... Um, another thing would be manifestations. Instead of talking to God about my problems and desires and needs and wants, I would take the time out of my precious day to write things over and over and over again, believing that there was so much power in just writing things that it would manifest into the physical realm or, or saying things over and over and over, believing that it would manifest into the physical realm. Um, instead of believing and trusting that, God, my Father in Heaven, would just provide all of my needs and desires in my heart. So that's also another form of idolatry that we'll get into. Um, just like Kayla, yoga. <laughs> A lot of people are unaware of the dangers that are tied into yoga and the spiritual backgrounds um, and religions that are tied into it that also allow demons in um, through doing certain poses and stuff and whatnot and when I used to do yoga y'all I would honestly feel the Holy Spirit like telling me stop doing this like I would hit certain poses and stuff and the Holy Spirit would be like nah sis don't do that like I would put my sense. hands together like at the end of <laughs> at the end of the video the person would be like okay they just say their little word in whatever language and do the bow down with their head and their hands together and stuff and I would honestly feel like I cannot do that like it was something restraining me from doing that like I couldn't do it um and there's a reason why not good for you but and the last very significant part, which I had just told Kayla this before we started this video, like I had never told nobody this, but it had got to a point 
where I was like getting into this stuff so much where I was not going to claim Christianity. Like I was not going to say I'm a Jesus follower. Um, I don't know if I got to the point where I was like, do I even believe in Jesus? I think I've always like believed that he was there, you know, but of course I wasn't a Christian. Of course I wasn't following Christ. I wasn't sacrificing for him. I wasn't getting rid of these things or repenting or, or following him, picking up my cross. I wasn't doing none of that. Like I got to a point where it was like, bump all that. Like <laughs> if I'm doing my sage and I'm doing my yoga, it is what it is. I'm spiritual. I'm not a Christian. Like, that's the point where I was getting to. And that's quite embarrassing to admit because now I know the truth. And now I know all that God does for me and how I was going to turn my back on him. Um, and how he never turned his back on me. So, yeah, that's that's my testimony. Which is why we're here today. Yeah, he loves me so much. <laughs> Anyways, y'all heard the song. Jesus loves me. Yes, I know. Girl. <laughs> okay, so um, now we're going to get into the nitty gritty. We're going to get into the details the on the things that we've talked about, like astrology and manifestations and meditations. And we're going to back it up with scripture. Because if you don't know. But why are you I in a fighting state? <laughs> <laughs> If y'all watching on YouTube, then y'all know what she's talking about. Because I know some people probably be listening on Spotify and can't, like, see what, what, are you what doing? we're doing or, like, our posture or facial expressions and stuff. Anyways. <laughs> but now we're going to get into the nitty gritty. So, first we can talk about, like, the fruits. Do you want to start with that? Since I just gave my testimony. I don't want to just keep on running on and on. Okay. So... The fruits of the spirit is basically love, joy, peace, forbearance. And when you are dibbling and dabbling and things like that, it kind of contradicts and goes against it. It's more so of a, like it tells us in Galatians 5, 19 and 21, the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So how that like further tells us that when it comes to us practicing stuff like that, how it's of the flesh and not of the spirit is because most of the time, all of the characteristics that these signs are possessing are, possessing are all opposite of good. Like she was saying earlier, I'm I'm jealous. I'm cold-hearted, so I'm such a... When has being jealous and cold-hearted ever been the move? When has it been something that you want to claim? <laughs> like, maybe it makes sense. <laughs> People will literally be like, you know, I'm just, I'm just like this. Like, I'm just this way. Like, I can't change, man. Like, no. Please stop. Just... You're in bondage, sweetie. Like, <laughs> free yourself. You're in bondage. But, um... So, yeah, it's basically, it just goes against all of the fruits of the spirit. And I just feel like once people really realize those things, then that's when they can really start, like, moving forward and progressing and just really breaking down all those things that, have, that they're used to and breaking down all the ways of thinking and stuff and just actually really coming into 
who they are and stuff like that and coming into their real identity instead of just putting yourself in a specific group and only restricting yourself to those characteristics or those traits or those people in that specific group, but rather just openly being yourself and walking in your own identity because we're not created to be like the next person. If we was like the next person, kind of how like Nice was going to mention, we'd all be robots. Mm -hmm. We, If we were supposed to be in specific groups, we would just all act the same, but we're not. We're all created different for different purposes purposes with different gifts and all that stuff like that so instead of just following a specific group or a specific scroll of characteristics and stuff like that actually break that down and really go find you know just the don't, don't find your identity and, and we have an episode on that so if y'all want to go what episode is that ep2 <laughs> ep2 if you want to figure out like how to grow your identity in christ and who christ has really called all of his children to be, then go check out that episode. But going along with astrology, astrology is based on the sun, the moon, the stars, following that, looking for that for signs and stuff like that. And the Bible is just crazy. So, <laughs> um, I found this verse, y'all. It's in Isaiah 47, 13 through 14, and it discusses astrology. It says, verse 13, all the counsel you have received. Oh, P.S. This is in a sarcastic tone. He's he's like not telling you to actually go do this stuff. <laughs> tone is very important. So, verse 13, all the counsel you have received has only worn you out. Let your astrologers come forward. Those stargazers who make predictions month by month, let them save you from what is coming upon you. Verse 14, surely they are like stubble. The fire will burn them up. They cannot even save themselves from the power of the flame. He's telling y'all. <laughs> this stuff leads you on a path of destruction. He says, let your astrologers come forward. Those stargazers who make predictions month by month. That's literally what we used to follow. Like we used to be like, oh, well, this month is going to be a good month because my my um astrology prediction said this. This or, month is gonna be bad because I'm yeah, gonna be so cold hearted. This my month. day, my day is gonna go like this because here's how my stars are aligned. Here's my sun rising, moon setting, stuff like that, girl. The moon is turned this way, so I'm definitely gonna be mad this month. Don't be fooled, y'all. Like, please, please, it's deception. Um, and another thing, a lot of people love to try to find places where the bible contradicts itself the bible does not contradict itself okay more often uh, well very very often a lot of people like to take the bible out of context so here's what we can talk about now many people will counter god saying that he made the stars and the lights in the sky to mark as signs which he did but but for events regarding and surrounding Jesus Christ and his return, just like his birth. He used the stars in the sky to guide his people through the wilderness. He used the stars and the moon and the sun and the all of that to mark signs of the end times that are centered around Jesus' return. Not for you to make predictions on how you're going to act today. Not for you to make predictions how you're going to be acting a month from now. Or for your sister or for your brother and how you should respond to what they're saying because their moon is like this. No, <laughs> that's not what it's for. 
But um, yes, Genesis 1.14 does say that he made them to mark as signs. But Luke, which Michaela's going to recite, what does Luke say? Let me just tell you what Luke say. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, because, you know, we also had to do research on this topic and stuff. Like, we couldn't just speak based uh, solely off of personal our own personal yeah. because then it, then it would really be just like oh that's just what y'all believe yeah but no nah. so um i was researching and somebody was like christians actually should like you know practice astrology and stuff like that because in luke 21 25 it was like there shall be signs in the, the sun moon and stars and they were like it discusses the importance of astrology to his disciples which is so false y'all let me just say um this is so false because in the Bible, when it refers to the sun, the moon, and the stars, it's either, like in Genesis, referring to him making them or when he returns. Mm -hmm. There's no in-between. There's no it representing this or it representing that. It's either this or it's either that. Okay? And when it says um, something about it being signs, the sun, the moon, and the stars, that is basically talking about the weather conditions that are going to be present upon his return um prophecies being fulfilled um and all of that stuff like that it is not referring to your characteristics mm -hmm. the bible says in acts 220 the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and noble day of the lord not that it's going to serve as a different phase in your life it says and night will be no more they will need to they will need no light of lamp or sun for the Lord God will be their light and they will reign forever and ever. That's the thing with the sun. The list could really keep going on. These, when it says that it's going to mark different signs and stuff like that, that's referring to seasons. Autumn, fall, winter, summer. Autumn and fall are the same. <laughs> Unless that's spring. <laughs> we know what you was talking about. <laughs> It's, it's talking about different stuff like that. Like, it's not talking about the moon changing phases and you being influenced by it. Like, no. It's like, no, it's not talking about that. So, um, the comment that was made when it was basically talking about that Christians should practice astrology and stuff like that, that was a, that was a part of a new age Christianity versus the basic foundations of yeah. what Christ has already said and stuff like that. So, just it's just it's all about just not being deceived and really just making sure that you're focusing and just paying attention and all of that stuff like that. And then I'm gonna jump back into the subliminals later when we get further down yeah. <laughs> on our list. But um, astrology is also I don't want to stick too long on astrology because we got some more stuff to talk about. But it's also a form of idolization, meaning you're putting your your faith and you're following the thing rather than the creator, the creation versus the creator who made the sun and the moon and the stars. But um, talking of idolatry, this is something that has also became very common in the new age spirituality and new age Christianity um, belief system, um, such as crystals and sage, which we also spoke of in our testimonies earlier. And crystals, a lot of people use crystals in today's age for spiritual um, and physical healings and to attract what they want from people or from quote unquote the universe. So in the same way, like sage is also used for protection against unwanted spirits, 
when it's in God's nature to protect and he has given those with he has given the Holy Spirit to us so that we can use the power and authority given to us through the Holy Spirit in order to be protected and to trample over these evil spirits. It says it plainly in the Bible, which we'll be reading. So, um, crystals and sage, those are two of the most common things. Oh, another thing, evil eye. Don't get me started on that. It's literally called evil eye, y'all. Don't be deceived. <laughs> like, people be wearing this stuff and it says it's telling you what it is. It's not going to protect you. It is a thing. It's a object that was made in a factory that you put around your neck and you're talking about this is going to protect me from everything evil. No, it's not. Only Jesus Christ can protect you from demons. Only Jesus Christ can protect you from harm. And he's given, he's granted us the Holy Spirit if you accept it in order to protect you from these things, in order to prepare you and equip you with what you need to go against all these evil spiritual forces. So, <laughs> for protection, it's only right that we depend on the Lord. Proverbs 18.10 says, um, The name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. And Psalms 121.5.8 says, The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. And this is one of my favorites, y'all. <laughs> Luke 10.17-19 says, The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. And Jesus replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. So ultimately, it's only right that we put our faith and trust, um, especially with protection in our Lord God. So instead of putting it in objects that can't do anything for us. Stuff like that. <laughs> um, so yeah. And ultimately believing in those things is witchcraft, which you want to take us into that? <laughs> we have some verses on that too. Okay, so basically a lot of people look at witchcraft as um, you just have to be specifically like doing spells and doing stuff. spells and all of that stuff like that but anything that like puts you into another state of mind is basically when it refers to it being witchcraft so um it's not just limited to evil eye spells voodoo or your words like cursing others and stuff like that it's also it's also meaning when you are consulting with medians psychics fortune tellers mm. Which is divination, um, which is practices that just, they don't really, you know, como se dice, go back to God, okay? He's not the so, same, you know? So, you always know we gotta come with some verses. So, in Isaiah 47, 11 to 12, it says, Disaster will come upon you and you will not know how to conjure it away. A calamity will fall upon you that you cannot ward off with ransom. A catastrophe you cannot foresee will suddenly come upon you. Keep on then with your magic spells and with your many sorceries, which you have labored at since childhood. 
Perhaps you will succeed. Perhaps you will cause terror. Um, and then a verse for divination is Deuteronomy 18, 10 to 12, which it says, let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination and sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft or casts spells, or who is a median or spiritualist or consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. And because that is, I know when people go like consult mediums and all that stuff like that, sometimes it can be one person or sometimes it can be multiple different people they go to. But if a person wants answers enough, they'll literally go to anybody. Mm -hmm. When in reality, there's only one mediator for there's one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus, which is one Timothy two to five, two, five. So, oh, you know, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> But um, this does not include like prophets and stuff. Prophets, they can hear the voice and the words of God, but it is people who get their words and sources and stuff that are not from God who practice things that are detestable. Oh, but just a lot like of people might get that mixed up. Jumping off of that though, like prophets also are from God and stuff like that, yeah. and they can speak the words of God, but just. Always take even what you hear. Just always take it back to God. there are false prophets too. Exactly. So at the end of the day, basically the whole point is we people have to stop putting their faith into things and people. Because at the end of the day, things and people will always fail you no matter what way that you want to look at it. They'll, they will always fail, contradict, or just anything like that because we're all human, we're all flesh, and nobody's perfect. So just to... Just don't put to, don't put your trust in things that waste away or disappear or anything like that. Just put your faith in God and anything that you ask for, anything that you want, anything that you need answers for, you'll get them. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the next thing that we wanted to um, touch on would be like the modern day meditations and manifestations. But I did want to give. Um, a brief disclaimer on this because meditation is biblical but it's when you do it in the right manner um, there's ways many different ways that you can go about meditation where it will open up spiritual doors that you do not want to open um, and if you do want to open those doors I'm praying for you <laughs> anyways um, quick disclaimer the Bible is not against biblical biblical meditation Taking time to get away and have peace and quiet time with the Lord, filling your mind with scripture and thoughts that are holy, pure, and pleasing to God, or simply sitting in silence to hear the voice of the Lord are very acceptable. Not the culture or new age way of meditation, which is emptying your mind and allowing whatever to come in and influence your mind and spirit or speak to you. Um, so meditation, by definition, is to think deeply or focus one's mind for a period of time. And scripture tells us in Joshua 1.8, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So and scripture is telling us that we should, uh, when meditating, we think about the words of the Lord. We think about the scripture. We think about his precepts and declarations and stuff like that. And Philippians 4.8 tells us, 
Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And I also would recommend to read the book of Psalm because Psalm, he also, the psalmist gives very good examples on what to meditate on. Um, and the psalmist said that they meditated on God's wonderful works, his wonderful deeds, mighty deeds, his laws, statutes, precepts, decrees, his promises, and unfailing love. Y'all, I was literally reading Psalms the other night, so I could see what they were meditating on. <laughs> so I can write this down for y'all. But um, to be more specific, David, he talks about more of the things that he meditated on in Psalm 119, if y'all want to go read that chapter. Um, that's where most of that list that I just gave came from. So yeah, now we're going to get into manifestations and why that's something that should also be left behind in the past because it is full of pride, full of pride and full of idolatry. Brief commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, manifestation in today's society is pretty popular and it's uh, founded on the belief that we ourselves can attract whatever we want. Um, it's also what you put out there, you get back, kind of like the karma term, which is karma is also not biblical because vengeance is the Lord, not ours. So, um, whew, this oftentimes doesn't credit God in any type of way, but the person doing the manifestations credits themselves for being able to attract what they desire. This practice is full of pride, and if you conduct manifestations, then I would encourage you to leave that behind, repent, and just trust in Jesus entirely because ultimately sometimes, even when we have desires, we don't even know sometimes what we want. So yeah. just making sure that we're watching what our saying, watching what we're saying and making sure that the source is right is 10 times better. In John 15, 5, Jesus says, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And an example for that is in 1 Samuel 18, 14, which it says, David, in everything he did, he had great success because the Lord was with him. Basically, what we're trying to express here, all you need is God. Period. And when we say stuff like that, a lot of people come from a place like, oh, you're trying to force your religion. Oh, not everybody wants to follow God. And at the end of the day, we have free will. I'm not encouraging you to exercise in it, but you're going to do what you want to do at the end of the day. But just from our personal experiences, all we trying to stress y'all is God works. Please. <laughs> That's all. It's so, like, people make it harder when it has to be. Yeah. And then some, basically some scripture to um, further, like, talk about how pride is connected with manifestations in Proverbs 29. 23 says pride brings a person low, but the lowly in spirit gain honor. And 2 Chronicles 26, 16, but after Uzziah became powerful, his pride led to his downfall. He was unfaithful to the Lord his God. In Psalms 12, 3 to 4, may the Lord silence all flattering lips and every boastful tongue. Those who say, by our tongues we will prevail. Our own lips will defend us. Who is Lord over us? Ecclesiastes 7, 8. Patience is better than pride. And I feel like it's very <laughs> important that we included all four of those verses. Yeah. Because the one about 
pride brings a person low, but the lowly in spirit gains honor. That's really about humbling yourself um, to God and not thinking that you yourself can get you what you want. And I'm not saying that like it hasn't worked for somebody, but I'm saying that that's still not the right way to go about it. Thinking that you can just get whatever you want through manifesting it, through attracting what you want. That's not the right way because God, he can do all the work for you, really. And just being patient because patience is better better than pride, which it says in Ecclesiastes. Um, just being patient for what God has destined for you. He knows the desires of your heart. He knows your wants. He knows what you need. That's why we pray. Give us this day our daily bread. He know you got to eat. <laughs> he going to give you your food. <laughs> um, but yes, he knows exactly what we need, when we need it, what we want. And he knows the right time to give it to us. So go, taking things into your own hands, that's never the way to go. Because most of the times we think that we know better than God. And that's never the case. So doing these manifesta manifestations, just trying to get things, what you want, when you want it, it's going to lead you on a path of destruction. And we just here to warn you, don't do that. <laughs> so, and then another thing is, because everybody just seen an athlete mm -hmm. or anybody in a bio, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Make sure you're just taking that scripture in your bio. <laughs> In the full consideration. Because, you know, I just, I don't know. But, yeah. So, now we're going to speak on yoga. Um, I don't have too, too much to say yeah, about I it. I didn't do too, too much research on yoga. Yeah. Um, But we did already share our personal experience. And we do have some uh, information on it that we wanted to share with y'all. So, yeah. Yoga is a very deep topic. Yeah. It's a lot. A lot of different gods involved, a lot of different poses, girl. Anyways, <laughs> it's a lot, but um, we just gonna tell y'all what, what we were informed on. So, yeah, yes. Um, the one of the things that I have to say about yoga is that the different poses. This is also this is information. This is a fact <laughs> that the different poses serve as worship and praise to many different gods. This is a physical activity I would not recommend to Christians. They do this to worship and praise like different Hindu gods. So if you're a Christian and you're doing these different poses and stuff, um, and let's say that you are feeling conviction on it, I would suggest that you stop. Because it's probably opening up doors into your life that, believe me, you do not want open. So, um... Conviction, aka that feeling when you like, uh, should really I really do be doing this? Don't do it. If you got a question, if you should be doing it, no, just stay away from it and do some more research on it and then figure out the truth. Get into your Bible. What does the Bible say about it? And then go from there. Um, but yes, there's definitely a spiritual connection behind the different poses. So be very, very careful what poses you're doing. If you want to stretch, just stretch. You don't have to do yoga. Like I've stretched plenty Just of times stretch. without doing yoga. Just stretch. Um, people want to get so fancy into everything. Like soft girl. Just era. stretch. <laughs> Just stretch. But yeah, I know Kayla also has some things about yoga. So I'm gonna be diving in deeper, basically what it is, and we try not to make this too long, but we do want to make sure that we say everything that we're led to say and just like the facts and all that stuff like that. So. 
Although yoga is not a religion in itself, it is connected to a religion. And it stems historically from Hinduism, but also to Jainism and Buddhism. Both Buddhists and Hindus chant the sacred mantra Om or Am during their meditation. This is the only word that is traditionally chanted at the beginning and at the end of, which is the full name, Yogasana uh, or Yogasana, uh, which is the sacred symbol in Hinduism. Um, Mm -mm. The word um is so powerful that this single word can produce powerful and quote unquote positive vibrations, which allows you to fill the whole universe. Though recognizing a cosmic creator known as Ishvara, most Hindu and Vedanic yoga traditions emphasize self-realization rather than the worship of God as their main focus. Some may think meditating and yoga are the same thing. But at the end of the day, yoga is always going to be a spiritual practice, no matter how you want to re-explain it, return it, re-flip it, re-script it. It's the same. <laughs> yoga is a spiritual practice and yoga and meditation is completely different. Yoga is more on the spiritual side. You're trying to connect with something and meditating is just lingering and observing what you want to know observing. more of. You could use them in conjunction with one another, yes. but... So like she said, you can stretch outside yoga. <laughs> Basically, that's the point that we're trying to get across yes. with that. But I think that was all of our topics. Oh, yes. What I was going to tap, tap into. Because I just, I don't really know. I Sometimes I've been feeling like I was the only person that did it. Mm -hmm. But because of all the views that I saw that the videos were getting, I kind of knew there's more. There's thousands of people in the world that are doing the exact same thing that I'm doing. So um, oh, the subliminals. Yes. And you know that that was my first time hearing about it until you said something. It was I like it. This is probably like middle school or whatever. So I got freed from it a long time ago. But because we are doing this episode, it was kind of connected to the you know new age and stuff like that. So, um. Quote unquote, when you really look at subliminals, whether you are aware of them or not, um, it's kind of also like hypnosis. And when you're hypnotized, it's just the, and I'm going to make sure that I speak on facts because I just, you know, don't want to just speak. But subliminal messages, everybody has heard the word subliminal. It's just something that's hidden. Like whether you're going back and forth with somebody on the internet or something and they throwing little subliminals or subs or whatever, everybody that heard subliminal. So basically that's the stuff that's in TV, commercial, song and stuff like that, which I was talking about earlier. And it's like a form of hypnosis, but you're unaware and you don't have to be fully focused, but it's still making you think different and changing your behavior. So basically when you're doing hypnosis, you are unaware of everything that's going on. It's something that's changing inside of you, but you are completely unaware of it. And you don't have to be fully focused. If it's something that you really want to change, nine times out of 10, you want to be focused. But during the subliminals and just like it being another form of hypnosis and frequencies and stuff, you're unaware of it. You just, you really don't know what's going on. So whatever is happening to you, it's just a sudden change. Like you're, you're so unaware of it. And in hypnosis, it's like a shutdown of your brain. So basically your brain is shut down and the only thing that's turned on is like, your out-of-body awareness, like disassociation and all that stuff like that. So 
when you're hypnotized or you're listening to these frequencies or these um, subliminals or whatever like that, you can be running around doing anything. You can be running around doing something embarrassing. You can be doing all that, but you're unaware of it because you're in a different state of mind. So all in all, in this whole episode or whatever, we just really wanted to stress the importance of making sure that one, you're always aware. You're, you're, saying, you're staying sober-minded because the, the devil is always prowling around like a roaring lion. He's here to seek, I mean, to steal, kill, and destroy. So just making sure that you're really paying attention to the things that you're doing because you may look at it like it's not that deep or it's not that serious, but nine times out of 10, it's affecting something. Like it's always affecting something. So that's just what I have to say about that. But we're pretty much going to start closing out the episode because, yeah. yeah. We've been going for <laughs> <Hoo-wee>. <laughs> Okay. We gotta try to keep this under an hour. So, um, (laughs) but y'all, like, a lot of our episodes will not be this long. Um, It was just this episode and the last one because those was like really important. Very very episodes. We have to get into the details. So our next ones will be very straight to the point. We'll be back to the regular production. Yes. Thirty minutes. (laughs) But we had to get this stuff out. We had to get into the details. We had to inform y'all. So yeah. But to close this out. Um, we definitely want, want to give y'all like some advice and stuff, but I also wanted to say a prayer for everybody who is watching or listening, um, especially for those who are practicing these practices, um, and was in the same place that we was in. Yeah, because we know what y'all are going through. (laughs) We know we've done it before, um, and we know what comes with it, so... Let's say a prayer. Okay. Um, Dear Father, I pray that you may humble us gently so that we may put all our faith, hope, and trust in you, Lord. Deliver us from the hands of deception and pride, false humility, idolatry, witchcraft, and the like. Free anyone listening or watching who are currently and have been in bondage and slavery to these detestable practices. I plead the blood of Jesus over their lives and their bodies. We have heard that the name of the Lord is a fortified tower. May you remind us of your protection and power. May you be our shield and covering. May we trust in you to protect us and not in the things you have created. Help us to stay focused on who you have called us to be and what you have called us to do. Help us to consider and meditate on your ways and all things that are righteous and pleasing to you. Work a miracle in the hearts of those who want to experience you and those who are on the search for happiness and the truth, for it is found in you. Work a miracle in the hearts and minds of those who have not found you and do not know you. Thank you, Lord, for loving us so much to teach us and be willing to show us how to live for you, how to inherit the kingdom of God, how to bear fruits of the Spirit, how to overcome all temptations and all evil. Thank you for your grace and mercy and your unfailing love. Thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, our cornerstone, our refuge, our Lord and salvation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And we did have a few recommendations for y'all before we close this out for real, for real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, a couple of the first one, the most important one, would be to build a relationship with Christ. If you found that you are doing these practices, we do not condemn you. We are simply warning you that these things are not good. And we're telling you that the best thing for you to do would be to get out of that. And to get to know your Lord and Savior, get to know Jesus Christ, get to know why he loves you so much, how much he loves you. Get to understand how wide and deep and long and high his love is for you because 
it's more than you can even fathom. But um, definitely begin by getting a relationship with him. Um, did you want to say the rest? Because I've been going. I've been going <laughs> Make sure that you're always, before you do something, just ask yourself, like, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, how do I feel when I do this? Like, is this what God is, like, encouraging me to do or just anything like that? Just, you know. And instead of trusting in just objects and stuff like that, just start praying more. I'm telling you, it'll open up so much. Um, but that is basically the end of our episode. We hope that y'all enjoyed. And... <laughs> Um, always remember, count your blessings and always be a blessing to others because you are here for a reason and know that all of our episodes are out of love. And, and Jesus loves you! <laughs> um, thank y'all for watching and thank y'all for listening. Bye. Love y'all. <laughs>